Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Yes, it's me, Egbert. As the new owner of this station, I want to make sure we have the best talent on the air. That's why I've decided to ban all real estate agents and only have real talkers like Brad and John. Here they are, B and J. You know, I'm going to have a talk with uh, Egbert today because I think that's very uninclusive of him. And I think that uh, we should be open to anybody. We should be, you know, if you're a super left-wing, you know, Democrat, hey, Join the club. You know, we don't care. I mean, we're, 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 we're an open group here. We, we, we meet you at the door, no matter who walks in the door, with a nice, firm handshake and say, hey, thanks for coming in. We appreciate the fact you're stopping by. Don't you think? I think so. But also, then we tell them to take their shoes off because we don't allow <laughs> shoes in the house. <laughs> and then also, have you told Egbert that I'm getting my real estate license? Are you really? No, of course oh. not. <laughs> what do I look like? <laughs> I am a rhino with an H, though. Because, you know, like when I like I just I don't know what rhinos do, but but, you know, I, I stomp my feet and I I'm, I'm slothy, you know, but that's with an H. That's not just R.I.N.O. You know, uh, we get in trouble because uh, I talk about this stuff and I mentioned Tracy Ellis's name and John puts it in his show notes, which he tweets out or Instagrams out. And then we get blocked on on their instagram page so but you know what it reinvigorated your relationship with the great brian nievis he's out of town did you know that yeah he's he's at some conference and stuff like that see and and you know what (laughs) i told the story before that before tracy got on the air i had some meetings with her she was you know i was trying to help her i really honest to god was trying to help her and at one point in time i said to her i said i got this guy you need to have on your radio station i said brian nievis and she says who the hell's that i never heard of him so like six months later guess who's on her station brian nevis and he's probably the most talented person on the entire radio station not demeaning other people on there because there are some talented people he's really good but he's and the crazy thing about it is he he tweets me or not he texts me that uh friday night that hey you know what you know what did you do that put tracy on the warpath again i'm going like you know what i mean you know See, the interesting thing about it is if someone talks about me in another radio station, which does happen from time to time. Uh, matter of fact, Mark Cox used to actually give my ni- name. Sometimes I send, I'm, if I'm listening to him and I hear him say something and he's not sure what it is, and I know that it's, you know I'm a nerd about stuff, I'll tweet him or I'll, I'll text him when he's on the air. And, and now he just refers to me as his friend Brad because I think he got in trouble for mentioning my name because <laughs> I'm a com- God forbid yes. you put somebody else you give somebody a little bit of shine. Right. Hey, it's- you know my favorite Nieves fact though that I don't think you know this. Go ahead. He he was born on Juneteenth. Really? Now, a man who was born on Juneteenth on June nineteenth cannot be criticized for for not being diverse enough. It would be like criticizing someone who was born on December twenty fifth. If if you want someone who is really good at um, what's the term uh, tongue in cheek comedy uh, when it comes to stuff like that, he's really good at that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Sort of picking apart the you know the people that are wound a little bit too tight and sort of makes fun of them. Okay, the national news has been made by someone here in the St. Louis area who lives here now and is here a lot more than he used to be, and that person is. Joe Buck. Do you know the controversy that Joe Buck has started? 
No, what's the latest one? Well, the latest one is he, I, I think he was on a St. Louis station. I believe it was either ESPN 101 or he was on Fans 590. And he was being interviewed the other day. And what he's saying is, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't read this exactly word for word. The headline is, NFL announcer Joe Buck predicts bad story will come out of Super Bowl LVIII. And, and his quote is, it won't stay in Vegas. And uh, here's the first paragraph of the story. Many look forward to the festivities to come during Super Bowl week and the game's first Las Vegas appearance, but one NFL announcer wants no part in participating in what Sin City has to offer. ESPN's Joe Buck, the veteran play-by-play voice for Monday Night Football, told an ESPN, oh, it had to be ESPN radio station, it had to be ESPN 101, told an ESPN radio station in his hometown, St. Louis, that he has, quote, no desire to be in Las Vegas this week before the KC Chiefs take on the 49ers. And it's certainly not because he thinks it's going to be a bad game. It's the bad that can happen before if for those for attendings. In other words, He's sending, and he says, there's a lot of logistics. It's a lot of congestion, he told the opening drive on 101 ESPN. I'm not that way. I'm not looking for the Maxim party and going out all night. It's not just my thing. And then you combine all that with Vegas. He says, there's going to be some story. There's going to be something that happens because it's Vegas, and it won't stay in Vegas. It's going to be a big something that happens. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. I just think it's going to be a mess in my mind. Now, isn't this a little bit of Joe Buck, who used to be like the big dude, you know, did all the Super Bowls, did all the World Series, and now he's not doing them anymore? Isn't this a little sour grapes on his part? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just maybe he's just offering a reason of why he wouldn't be taking a high profile role and just underscoring the fact that he's not a Las Vegas guy. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what his motivation. Okay. Would, be. would he say something about like about that, like with New York City? Because let's be honest, there's all sorts of crazy crap that goes on in New York yeah, City. That, yeah, that's for sure. I, yeah, I get your point. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that would come from. But I mean, to anticipate that there would be some sort of an issue coming out of Las Vegas, like of I, is he is he suggesting that like players would be misbehaving or getting drunk the night before or ending up with a lady of the night or something? The article goes on to say, of course, Buck isn't sure what exactly, quote, the big thing, something will be that he's referencing. And he says, but with tons of NFL players and other converging on Las Vegas, a city that the league wanted to stay away from for years until recently when the Raiders moved from Oakland, California, there are some skeptical about what might take place. See, what I find fascinating, this whole thing with sports is to the point where there's exactly right. The reason why there were no professional sports teams in Las Vegas is this professional leagues, the NBA, NFL, NHL, all of them, they wanted nothing to do with Vegas because they wanted to be as far away from gambling as they possibly could. Now yeah. they've done a 180. And one what of the, a reversal. And, what a huge reversal. Right. And the DeWitts are upset because of the fact that we don't have legal gambling in Missouri. <laughs> You're exactly right. Right. Yep. And, and it's to the point it's like, okay, now hold on. I mean, aren't you the same guys that kicked out Pete Rose? Aren't you the <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know? I mean, that's a great point, Brad. What a tortured relationship. You go back to the 1919 Black Sox World Series scandal all the way to Pete Rose. And then but but as always, doesn't this just come down to money? Well, yeah, of course it does because of the fact that the teams make make money off this. And the crazy thing about this is this is so weird. I can't remember. I get confused. Uh, Fan duel. What's the the two big the two big the ones? DraftKings is is pretty much the leader in that right. space now. DraftKings and FanDuel. Which is the one that bought the casino? Bought the casino queen? Is it DraftKings or is it FanDuel? One of the two. Uh, I don't know. One of the two bought the casino, and one of the I'm, two. I'll Google that while we're talking. One of the two bought Fairmont. Okay, so one of the two, one of the, those two bought Fairmont, and one of the two bought bought the casino queen. Okay. 
if you have you can download the app i believe if you're sitting in your house in st louis right now any place in the on the, you know on the west side of the mississippi river you can download the app for whichever one it is and you can open the app but you can't place any wagers but if you get in your car and you drive across the poplar street bridge or the stand span or the chain of rocks bridge or the jb bridge and the moment you get into illinois and the uh the gps confirms the fact that you are now in illinois you can place bets. And You're exactly right. And <laughs> let me interrupt, Brad. You were right. It was DraftKings purchased the Casino Queen. And and FanDuel is Cahokia, then, or not uh, Fa- uh, Fairmont. Cahokia is long since gone, but Fairmont is uh, was bought by the other one, right? FanDuel. Yeah, I'm looking that up right now. Okay. So, and you think about that for a minute. It's like, okay, if I, if I really got the gambling Jones, all I got to do is jump in my car, drive across the river, and my phone works. And I literally can drive across the river. Like, for example, you could drive across the river in East St. Louis, get off there at the first exit in downtown East St. Louis, sit in your car, uh, you know, on the street, make your place your bets, make a U-turn, get back on eastbound 64, you know, come back across the Poplar Street Bridge, and bango, you've you've placed your bets. You're right. And and you know what? Our friends listening in Kansas City have the same experience. They drive across the state line to Kansas, park on the side of the road, which right. is surely a, a safety hazard, place their bed, and then come back over to Missouri. Right, and it's even easier on the south side of Kansas City because of the fact you don't even have to go across the river. One minute you're you're in, yeah. in Missouri, and the next minute you're in Kansas. I mean, because on the north side of the Kansas City metro, you've got the Missouri River that comes down and forms the border between uh, that part of, of, of Kansas and Missouri. But once you get south of the Missouri River, uh, like in the Johnson County area there in, in Kansas, there is no there is no river. You just, you know, one minute you're in Missouri, Missouri, the next minute you're in Kansas. I mean, and to the point where it's like, okay. And and the whole thing is, to me, it's to the point where, like, once again, I've said this before, I'm an old guy. But if if you were to come to me when I was a senior in high school a long time ago and say, Brad, one day, this state of Missouri, you're going to be able to buy lottery tickets. And you're going to be able to go into a casino. And there'll be casinos right here in the St. Louis area. And if you want to if you want to buy marijuana, you'll be able to walk into a marijuana store yeah, and buy marijuana. And, and someday, you'll be able to bet on sports right here in the St. Louis area. I'd be going, yeah, right. What have you been smoking? You know, yeah, that's not, this is Missouri. That's not going to happen. And it's all happened. And, and, well, and I think with especially with things like internet gambling and things like that, it just surprises me that we know how hungry states are for revenue. And particularly, I mean, you could look at any incident when, when for Missouri, when federal funding goes away, governments are always looking for ways to pick up revenue. And if you look at a way that doesn't take away from what the casinos are already doing, but enables people to have an app and lose their own money, you know, as much as they want to. Like, it's amazing to me the governments don't participate in that simply for the revenue. Well, let's be honest. It's just like the communities that put up the red light cameras. And what did they say? Oh, it's not about the money. It's about, <laughs> it's about safety. It's about safety. It's like, yeah. And, and rear end crashes. <laughs> right. It's BS. It's about safety and auto body shops. Right. It's West all, County Auto Body. Right. West it's, County Auto it's, Body. It's all about the revenue, you know, because, and see, once again, what's crazy about it is, is that I, you know, something that Bill Eigel said the other morning, I mean, really stuck with me. And I, I, the reason I mention this, I have been in meetings in St. Charles County, and, and nothing against Len Pagano. I like the guy. 
I think he does a great job in St. Peter's, but he does not like Bill Eigel. Him, like, they are oil and water. And you mentioned it to Bill on the air. Yes, and he said he has been in meetings with the, the you know, the, the mayors and the county executive in St. Charles County, and they've complained about, the, you know, here we are, the mayors, blah, 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 and in this room, nobody likes you because of what you're trying to do. And remember, he said, he said, but if I brought in the 400,000 citizens of St. Charles County and asked them the same question, they they would all, almost every last one of them would be, yeah, get rid of that personal property tax. Yep, absolutely. You're <laughs> because, exactly right. And, the point- and that's, the, that's the chasm. That's the divide between somebody whose entire existence depends on spending somebody's money versus the taxpayer that says, man, I got to write that check and I have to have it postmarked by December 31st. Right, right. And, and the idea being is you're being taxed for something that you've already, I mean, like, for example, if you bought a car, you already paid sales tax on their car, and now you're being taxed for owning the car every year. And the same thing, like personal property tax, it's not just vehicles. I mean, if you own a business, they, yep. you know, they want to tax you on all your business equipment, your computers and stuff like that. I remember when, when I first had my, my, when I first started my business and I had one IBM PC and I remember having to pay like way back in the day, I think, you know, I think I paid like $130 a year for that stupid computer. And I'm going like, okay, what is this? Why do I have to pay this, you know, this, the, and, you know, and to, to a certain extent that still exists. If you get audited, if you've ever have you, you know, this happens where I know the various counties have, have auditors that go out and they'll go to a, a you know, a manufacturing plant and they'll review all the equipment. Okay. That's, that's a XYZ 20 ton press. And how much did that cost new and how long have you had it and what's the depreciation and blah, 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 that kind of stuff. I don't know. And I, on that hand, I agree with Bill Eigel. I think it's a terrible tax. And, but once again, my situation is, and once again, I'm going to trouble when I say this, you've got certain communities that have fan, like, for example, I drove down Mid Rivers Mall Drive the other day, okay? From 70 down all the way down to 364, okay? Mm-hmm. When you're in the St. Peter's section, in the medians, they have these fancy little planters and they have these fancy little things. Oh, that... they're beautiful, Brad. You don't appreciate the aesthetics? I don't because <laughs> because to me as a taxpayer, I'm going like, okay, why do we need that? Why does yeah, the city of St. Peter's yeah. have to have that fancy planter in the middle? And if you drive on Mexico Road in front of where where the city center is, where they call it City Hall, You've got the same thing. You've got fancy planners. There's a center median. I mean, like in Washington years ago, there was a big, a big fight because of the fact that, that they wanted to put in these center median planters down there. And the goofy thing was to the point where the reason was, uh, and, and this was an interesting thing. The interesting thing was it was going to be a million dollars. They're going to spend a million dollars to put in these planters. But the town officials said, well, it's not, it's, we only have to put in $100,000 from our coffers. 90% of the, the money is federal tax. Well, guess where that money comes from? Yeah, <laughs> it still comes from the taxpayer. Right. And what, what they don't know, Brad, as we wrap up here, what they don't know is you can now get a fire sale deal on dicamba so you can go through the center median and you can do a little spraying <laughs> of your own, Brad, and the problem goes away. Part of the thing we didn't touch on with that Taylor Swift article is the, ta- the fact that she's buying uh, um, emission credits, which is such a scam. Oh, get oh well, you know what? If anybody should, if anybody should make up for what she's doing with her jet, it's Taylor Swift. That's right. She man, I heard a thing on NPR and that just completely debunked that whole thing. Maybe we should talk about that tomorrow. Hey, we got to get out of here. Say goodbye, John. 
See you guys Friday. Say goodbye, Casey. I'm Casey Kasem. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? 